generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Exodus 31. Exodus 31. Exodus 31. You read from it earlier. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trusting God that everyone who is here will have at least one life-changing idea this week. I'm just trusting God for that. And please, I don't want you to think so much about the very big things that you miss out on what may seem small. We mentioned that inventions may not just be uh, contraptions like big machinery. It could be a method. So, for example, the ATM card. You know the ATM card? It was an invention. The process of integrating it into the financial system of Nigeria was inventive, was creative. Because anything you want to do that's going to be big in Nigeria, you need to be inventive and creative. Is that not so? Now, how many of you now know that that's one level of inventions? I know people that said, oh, I had an idea, but they beat me to it, right? And their minds are like, oh, inventions, oh, my time is passed and all of that. I don't know who I want to speak to right now, but listen to this. No matter how many of your ideas were stolen, taken away from you, executed before you, God has more that he wants to usher through you. And for some of you are already maybe 26, 27, your mind are like, oh, I'm already late. I can never make it big in the Silicon Valley. But guess what? As long as you have the lily of the valley. Oh, Masaka. Are you understanding this? That you don't need to go to a physical mountain to get what is due you. You get it next year. But when you get to Mount Zion, the Bible says the favor of the Lord is like dew. I'm really trusting God that this service is a ventilator. That those ideas will just come alive. Just come alive. Something will just open up in the name of Jesus. So please listen with your heart, with your spirit, and all that you have. Exodus chapter 31 from verse 3 to 7. Oh, you know what? Let's just take it from verse 1 to 7. Anyway, Exodus 31 from verse 1 to 7. If you have a Bible, it would be great to go there, but it's also good if you can just look at the screens, but follow through. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have done what? Filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. Now, please, I want you to just tell me, can you find tongues there? Can you find tongues there? Can you find evangelism here? Come on, shout no if you can't find it there. Can you see laying of hands there? Is laying on of hands by the Spirit. Tongues by the Spirit. Discipleship by the Spirit. Working all manner of workmanships, can it be done by the Spirit? 
So why do we teach only one part and leave the other part? Because that is the, the reason why we're so skillful in spiritual things and oftentimes irrelevant in earthly things. Because we have compartmentalized the spirit of God into goosebumps that a pop concert can also give you. But be careful when you go to a pop concert because very soon the popping things you ought not to pop. Pop, 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 pop. Are you singing that by the Spirit? So he said, I have filled him. I would have thought, you know, in, in Acts chapter 6, when there was rancor in the church and they needed some deacons to take care of the tables and all of that, he says, set aside men who are filled by the Spirit. You know that. When it comes to preaching, he said, I have filled him by the Spirit. So you can preach by the Spirit, but can I tell you, you can also make clothes by the Spirit. You can govern by the Spirit. You can build cities by the Spirit. That the whole point is not just what you do, but by which spirit you are doing it. Because Babel was built by a spirit. You remember? Babel. So he said, I filled him with that in wisdom, in understanding, knowledge, and in all manner of what? Workmanship to do what? Verse 4. To design artistic works. Somebody, your painting will point people to Jesus. And I'm, I'm just trusting God for an excavation. You know, I was commissioned to design a curriculum on creativity and innovation for a bank. And I've delivered about four sessions of that. Two streams over four days, right? And one of the things I said, I said, there's certain things you used to do as children, right? Certain things you used to do as, as children. And why did you miss that? Where did, he, where did you miss it? What happened? I said, you know what, today, today's session... Do something you haven't done in a long time. So people wrote, I used to write, I used to talk to trees, I used to paint, I used to sing, I used to, how many of you do all this stuff? I said, that is creativity that I was crying for expression. Do something between today and tomorrow. Do you know what one of them did? He drew a picture of me. What I was wearing that day, he drew it. If I, if I planned it, pardon? It, it was not bad at all for somebody who had not drawn in like 15 years. I mean, like, you might not think it's me, like, this is my passport, they might arrest the person. But the point I'm trying to make is this, that the same way Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift of God, that were in you by the little offense of the presbytery, the same way spiritual gifts can sediment like gali in swollen water. You know, so can travel. So can travel. Go to Bottom House, anybody went Bottom House? There's something called soak and travel. There was something called Jones in Week. And my secondary school. Anybody know Jones and Week? Jones and Week is like two weeks to the end of the semester where there is global austerity. Your probes are finished. And the only vision you have, you don't have provision any longer. The only vision you have is empty tin. Vision of home. <laughs> That's when folks start shaking the conflicts to see perhaps the sediments of powder that will fall off the flakes will still be remain at the bottom. So they can add that to the Gary. Now, so can travel is a divine principle. <laughs> as a, a man-made principle, wherein you make do, you engage the principle of multiplication by investing a few seeds of Gary, not Gary, because Gary has finished. Gary, you put inside water. <laughs> 
and then you soak it and travel. You have to go for a while. After all, the Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters. <laughs> After many, <laughs> many days, they're going to find it. What's going on with the wine stick? Many days, they're going to find it, right? So, so can travel. But you know, when you come back, is it that you just drink? Some of you used to decant, you know, decantation. Remember, chemical engineering, decantation, where you strain the water. Distillation process, fractional distillation. The ground ought to be floating on top of the water. Flakes and sediments, right? <laughs> and then the heavy stuff. Now, the same way spiritual gifts can settle, except you stare it. Divine ideas can also settle. That is why sometimes, watch this, God will bring you into seasons of unsettlement to bring you to your real settlement. He says to design artistic works and then to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cotton jewels for certain, in carbon wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. And I indeed have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahishamak, of the tribe of Dan, and I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tabernacle of meeting, the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furniture of the tabernacle, the ta table, and the utensils, its utensils, the pure gold lampstand, with all its utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering, with all its utensils, and the laver, and its base, the garments of ministry, the garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments of his sons, to minister as priest, and guess where now did the final part 11 and the anointing oil and sweet incense for the holy place according to all that I have commanded you shall do which one of these do we hear about which one of them this explains metaphorically where there is so much oil in the temple but there's no light in the culture because the oil always needs a vessel that's been creatively crafted to sustain the oil wherever you're carrying it to. If God was looking for you just to be empty, he would not have called you a vessel. He would not have used words like that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. What's feeling? A space needs to be occupied by the Spirit of God on the inside of you. A territory in your mind and your subconscious needs to be invaded, colonized by the Spirit of God to make you know that every time you feel like begging, that is an invitation for you to provoke the industrial dimension of divinity on the inside of you. you you're seeing this now. Now, for us to realize this is not just some, you know, tabernacle kind of stuff. Let's go. Don't forget the words. If you go to verse 1, go to verse 1 real quick. Don't forget certain words that we see there. I want to point your attention to something. Verse 3, actually. Verse 3, look at, it's that, and I filled him with the Spirit of God. What's the next thing to put there? What's the next thing to put there? And what? Let's go to Isaiah real quick. Isaiah chapter 11. When he's prophesying about the Messiah and the coming king, he begins to speak to us very clearly from verse 1. Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 1. It says, There shall come forth a rod, capital R, from the stem of Jesse, 
and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Who is it talking about? Jesus Christ. So Jesus is a rod and Jesus is also a branch. And the same concerning this Jesus, what's going to rest upon him? The spirit of the Lord. Somebody say spirit of invention. Shall rest upon him. What's the next manifestation of that spirit? The spirit of God is allergic to foolishness. In the manner of speaking. Now, I do know that some believers go on some vacation to Holy Land from time to time. That's why Paul says concerning Galatians, Oh, you. But he didn't end the letter by abusing them or <laughs> challenging them. He graduates from there to teach them and saying in verse 4, Stand firm. And in verse 5, the fruit of the Spirit. And verse 6, helping one another. So he moves them from their temporary abode, abode of folly to the place of responsibility. Why are you guys looking like I'm saying what's not in the Bible? So he said concerning the Spirit of the Lord, what's the first manifestation it puts there? The Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of understanding. The Spirit of counsel. The spirit of, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the, please, don't forget that last week we looked at 1 Corinthians 1, 24, 1 Corinthians 1, 30, and we saw that Christ has been made unto us two things, one, the wisdom of God and the power of God, and I said there are two streams of God's influence upon the earth, the stream of power and the stream of wisdom. That everything that God does, everything that God is going to do in the earth, he does them by wisdom and by power. Now, look at this now. The, the, everything that goes in the New Testament agrees with something in the Old Testament. When you look at this now, which one of these, or which ones out of the seven, speak about wisdom? Which one of them? Tell me. Uh -huh. Wisdom. What else is connected to wisdom? Understanding. What else is connected to wisdom? Knowledge. What else is connected to wisdom? Counsel. What else is connected to wisdom? The fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. Are you understanding that? Knowledge is the seed for wisdom. Because wisdom knows what to do with knowledge. Are you understanding that? Understanding is the comprehension of wisdom. Counsel is the administration of wisdom. So the remaining to which are might and lordship are dimensions of power. Oh, come on. Are you following this now? But power, watch this, is for execution. So the reason we must explore the spirit of invention is that if we don't understand how the mind of God works, we will be executing what God is not doing. And so we'll become powerful doers who are not in line with the blueprint that God has upon the earth. Look at somebody say, I have wisdom and I have power. Look at the other person that didn't look at you and notch that person a little bit and say, I have wisdom and I have power. So God is like fire. 
But fire has two dimensions. Tell me the two dimensions of fire. Heat and light. So wisdom is a representation of the light of God. Heat is a representation of the power of God. Come on, somebody. Light shows the way. Power helps you go the way. You must understand both of them. God is fire. God is fire. God is fire. But fire is light and fire is heat. Fire shows me the way and fire molds me along the way. The power of God is what transforms. Are you understanding that? That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power. The power of God is the heat of God. Heat changes the state of a thing. Are you understanding this now? That's why in a moment of, inter, in, uh, moment of impartation, something you've been struggling with for a long time can be broken. And I don't know who this one is for, but today in this service, they used to call you coconut head. They used to call you dull. They used to call you slow. But today, in, in the service, your mind is going to be reformed. People have been shouting, let's fix Nigeria. But in this service, God is fixing somebody's brain. God is fixing somebody's mind. God is fixing somebody's creativity. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I have the wisdom of God. And I have the power of God. It says that the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of lordship will rest upon him. It will sit upon him. will saturate him. All right. There was something hanging around me. I noticed that you guys were looking in this direction. And I'm like, ah, what's going on? I have a story like that, but I'm not sure I have time to tell it. Let me quickly tell you part of it. <laughs> Why are you guys now? I was going to say, right? Secondary school, we're playing football. GS3 versus SS3. It was like, we're going to write GSC in like maybe three weeks or something. And then the senior students, the SS3 guys are going to write. So like a novelty match, just like before we start jacking seriously. No jacking as like reading very seriously. They just do something fun. And I used to play soccer like very, very well. It's amazing how that desire right now is only embedded in my book, Life Lessons from Football. To watch football, it doesn't even move me. Anyway, but I, I used to play football. I stained my parents' walls with football. I'll run commentary and be playing. <laughs> Bebeto. Cafu. Remember Atlanta 96? That was my thing. That was my World Cup. I knew everything about it. Anyway, so we're playing the football match, and I was playing um, supporting striker, right? And, you know, you know, because of my stature, a lot of people who just feel like, ah, that means what can this one do? I like the way God has wired me. People have taken me for granted until the Lord manifested things. I'd be like, ah, you know. My wife says the first time she saw me preaching, I was like, where's all the energy coming from? Because she didn't meet me as a pastor. She didn't know I was a pastor when she met me. So the first thing she saw me preaching, is all this energy coming from this person? So I was playing, and 
Many of the senior students have never seen me play. My, my mates have seen me play. So I was playing. I dribbled the first person. Uh-uh. They were surprised. The person came back again. I dribbled the guy. And I dribbled another person, a house captain. Right? Then I dribbled a deputy head boy. And I was about to score. By the time I dribbled the third person, everybody was like, hey, dummy, dummy. Like, I was like, I'm just going to know. Hey, hey, hey. And that thing was pinning them. Now, as a bonus school, I don't know if your secondary school lawn was like mine, but my secondary school football field, there was green grass until you get to the 18 yard. Anybody secondary school? <laughs> so, beer sand and then maybe like some pebbles of sand, um, stone, poke pebbles and stone. So, before I scored, I was about to, ooh, someone just came from somewhere, cleared me. Then everybody just said, ah. Like a movie in my mind, right? And I landed on my knee on a sharp stone. Now, my wife was my wife was teasing me yesterday because I was in the office till late. She was teasing me. You can ask what she said. But I like to see things through to a conclusion. So even though I fell, everybody was like, "Oh, boo, boo, boo!" Not not boo, boo, but yeah. boo, boo. I just got up. I was like, let's keep playing. No shaking. Let's keep playing. That's what I did. But I noticed I was about to, as I was running, there was like an email from my leg to my brain. Excuse me, we're not quite fine. Just an email. But how many of you know sometimes you get notifications and you don't open the mail? <laughs> so I didn't open the mail. I was just running. <laughs> you know the funny thing? Then I started feeling liquid on my leg. So I thought rain was pouring. <laughs> I literally felt it. Because it was like trickles. Dun, dun, dun. I looked up, I was like, maybe it's just all these dribbles, dri you know, drizzles, because I schooled in the north. And it doesn't really rain heavily like that, so, except certain times of the day. So one of my friends' name is Israel. <laughs> the guy just said, Dummy! I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? I said, what? Say your leg. I looked, blood. He's like, eh, are you serious? Ah, no wonder. No problem. Let's play, let's play. The guy said, are you okay? Because now a piece of flesh was already off. Like, it wasn't, it hadn't fallen off. Just like a little flap. Mud flap. You know, like the mud flap for your tires. A piece of flesh was sort of like notification. I was like, no, 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 the match will soon be over. I'm that committed. I've been committed since. So Israel just said, yeah, no, okay. Time out! They carried me to the, they carried me to, to the sick bay. And that was the only time, or the first time, and the only time, actually, yeah, that I had a, a stitch on my legs. Pardon? I didn't get it. I think we won. I don't remember, but by the time they started saying that, I couldn't remember anything again. But all I know is that I had 11 A's and 1 C in French. <laughs> in spite of my... <laughs> Point! Watch this. How did we get to the story? <laughs> Tell me. Fire and light. No, there was, there was a transition point. The point here is this. Everything that God does in the earth is going to come through a stream of wisdom and a stream of power.
And the thing is, if you don't understand these two streams, what will happen is you will see somebody operating the wisdom of God and say this person is not spiritual. Or you'll be operating in wisdom and see somebody functioning more in the power and say they are too religious. That one is too much. But God wants the manifestation of both in a fluid, dynamic dimension. Are you understanding this now? In a fluid, dynamic dimension such that the kingdom of God comes and the will of God is done on earth. This is the reason when you see the miracles of Jesus, you find the power of God and the wisdom of God. So what does he say to Peter? What it says to Peter, cast your net to the right side. What is that? What is that? Is that wisdom or power? Wisdom. Why? Because wisdom is profitable to what? Direct. When it now says, bring the mighty catch of fish, is that wisdom or power? What brought the fish together? The power of God. Because in the days of your power, thy people shall be? Come and talk to me right now. When it turned water to wine, what's the first thing it told them to do? Fetch water, not get. <laughs> Fetch water and fill the water pots. What is that, wisdom or power? Wisdom. When the water turns to wine, what is that? Come on, somebody shout aloud. When Lazarus was dead and gone in the tomb, and he said, roll the stone, what was that? Wisdom. When he spoke to Lazarus and said, come forth, and Lazarus came forth, what was that? When it was that the prophet said to the widow woman, go borrow vessels, not a few, what was that? When the oil was being poured and the oil didn't run out, what was that? Oh, come on, somebody, should we go on? Should we go on? Should we go on? When it was, when it was that Joseph showed up in the house of, uh, of Pharaoh and said, you know what, let's get all the silos and get all of that together. What was that? When Pharaoh said, who else can do these things but the one who showed us the wisdom, what was that? power. I want to proclaim over this house and over this generation of believers. We are not going to choose one and let go of the other. We are going to operate in the wisdom of God and in the power of God. I proclaim over everybody who has come to a point where there is difficulty, opposition, a door that seems not to be opening, a stone that seems not to be rolling away or rolled away. You are walking now on a higher dimension of wisdom and power. I prophesy over over your mind, over your heart, over your emotions, over the different dimensions of your thinking. Let your mind open up. Let your faculties open up. Let your ingenuity open up. Even in seemingly little things like driving and traffic, like working on the job, like getting married, the stamp of divine wisdom and power will be conspicuous over your life. If you don't believe us, say nothing. If you believe us, shout yes! Wisdom and power. Proverbs teaches us, I am wisdom by me. The foundations of the earth were established by me. The cuttings of the, uh, of the heavens were stretched. Now look at this. Wisdom says, I'm the person that did it. But when you go to the book of Hebrews, he says that God, we know that God framed all things by the word of his power. So what God did, he framed it in wisdom and he built it by power. So wisdom gives you the blueprints. Power gives you the executive manifestation. This is the spirit of invention. 
the spirit of invention, when you see this, he said wisdom, he said understanding, he said counsel. In other words, all the seven, which are really two, you remember? The seven are actually two, do you remember? Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, fear of the Lord, counsel, they are all wisdom. Lordship and might are power. <laughs> Look at somebody say, you're powerful. Say like an African, you are powerful. Everything in Africa, Apu, Fufu, Eba, Abao, whatever it is, as it will hit you. You see the now. So let's begin to look at some of these manifestations in the Old Testament. Can somebody get me a power bank? And you can also help me if you have power in your bank. Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, verse 12 to 17. Isaiah 40, 12 to 17. He's talking about the power of God and the wisdom of God. Look at what it says. Let's read it together, if you will. Who has measured the waters? Now, let's just stop here. Measurement, is that power or wisdom? Measurement, metrics, wisdom. Who has measured the waters? Where? Trust me, God knows how many metric tons of water there is on earth. You get in there now. Thank you. Is it charged? Who has, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, measured heaven with a span, and calculated? No, so you're getting this. You're feeling this now. Calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. He has weighed the mountains. In scales and the hills. Oh, mama, mama, mama. You know the earth is a sphere. Now, if you ever studied mathematics or physics and you know the concept of equilibrium, you understand that every material that is upon the earth, mountain, hills, or whatever, must be in perfect balance on this side. And on that side, if it's going to maintain its trajectory in orbit. Some of y'all are not getting that. Oh, somebody say sense. It's just that we can't say to God, sense will not kill you. Because that... <laughs> Sometimes, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So God has the heels in balance. Have you seen all those, move, all those videos on uh, Instagram? Where the guy is balancing different things. Have you seen that balancing guy? I think it's an Asian guy. He'll bring stone like this, put stone, put bottle, put pin, put needle to balance. He'll be putting it like, who's seen those videos? Well, some of y'all need to see those videos. It's crazy. You're going to like a bicycle on a bottle, then he'll just. Now, if man can do that, it does not matter how, you know, they say this life is not balanced. Because you're operating with wisdom of God, this life will be balanced for you. Your own life will be balanced. In fact, not only will you have balance, you have alignments. 
when God is your vulcanizer, he will do your wheel balancing and alignment so that your drive will not go off trajectory. Your drive. Have you tried to drive a car that was not aligned before? When you remove your hands from the steering wheel, it goes off kilter. Well, let me tell you something. You're coming into a level of driverless cars in the navigation of your life that even when it seems like you are not in the board meeting, their conversation will be balanced and aligned with God's will concerning your life. He said, let's put on the balance. Let's continue, please. Weigh the mountains. Who has directed? Now, that direction is that wisdom or power directed the spirit of the Lord or, ha, or as his counselor has taught him taught him with whom did he take what <laughs> and who instructed him with whom did he take counsel or who instruct, instructed him and taught him the path of justice who taught him knowledge who showed him understanding behold the nations are as a drop in a bucket and are counted as the small dust on the scales. Look, what does he do? Now he lifts. What's that? Wisdom or power? Power. He lifts up the isles or the islands as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn. No, it's beast sufficient for a burnt offering. Final verse. All nations before him as nothing, and they are counted by him less than nothing and worthless. Let's look at a few examples. Then we'll look at how do we actually funnel, if I can use that expression, the spirit of invention in our lives. How do we actually manifest these things? Want to look at a few examples from the Bible. One example for us, we've seen that in the tabernacle, that what God is building requires precision, accuracy, wisdom, judgment. There needs to be clarity in the things that God is building, whether it's an ark, a temple, an altar, a business, a marriage, a ministry, a generation, a nation. God has a blueprint. So we have the wisdom of God. We also have the power of God. Glory to the Most High God. Now let's look at... Mm. Write down Job 26, 12 to 14. I'm not going to read, but write it down. Job 26, 12 to 14. How do we begin to operate in this wisdom? Number one is this. In this wisdom of invention and creativity. Soak yourself. Somebody say, soak yourself. Soak yourself in the revelation of God's creative dimensions. I want you to please understand this, that this thing does not negate creative miracles. What I'm teaching today is what will help some of us in this room and some of us who are listening via social media or different platforms to enter into the realm of creative miracles, which means that when you pray now, people are getting healed of ulcers and headache and all of that. But I'm not sure that we've had many testimonies or even any testimony yet in the house. We're an organ group or where a womb grew, or where legs grew. But I speak to you as a pastor, but also as a prophet, that in the next 12 months, we're literally going to witness creative miracles. Because once you understand this thing, that it's the wisdom and the power of God that also goes into operation. In fact, you know what? Let's do this as well. Can we look at what we call the nine gifts of the Spirit? What are those nine gifts of the Spirit? Tell me, tell me. Gift of what? 
Knowledge, gift of what? Wisdom, gift of what? Faith, gift of what? Tongues, gift of interpretation of tongues, gift of prophecy, and gifts of what? And gifts of what? Miracles. All of them are under what? Wisdom and? Word of knowledge. What's that under? Word of wisdom. What's that under? Tongues. What's that under? You speak tongues. Wisdom speaks mysteries unto God. Wisdom. Right? Interpretation of tongues. What's that? Wisdom. Healing. What's that under? Faith. What's that under? Power. Miracles. What's that under? So even all the gifts of the spirits are under wisdom. So we're going to see organs grow. Kidneys will grow. Bones will grow. Lumps will fall out. And some might just happen in the service. In fact, some will happen in the service. People that have growths around the ovaries. I see people that have things around the ovaries, the reproductive organ. In this moment, I proclaim that the power of God goes into operation and it begins to resolve all these complexities in the name of Jesus. So the first thing is soak yourself in the revelation of God's creative wisdom. In Exodus 28 verse 3, God called Bezalel. He says, and I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. For many of us, this is the first time we're hearing a message like this. Exposing our minds to this possibility. That God is not a God who understands tongues and then he doesn't understand calculus. We already saw that he calculated. So if you have a struggle with mathematics, God can open up that dimension for you. God calculated quadratic equation, what they call almighty formula. The almighty formula is child's play concerning to the almighty father. God is not just a God of lebobo, lebobo. Ma bobo, bobo, bobo. You understand? Soak yourself in it. I know for many of us, especially from religious backgrounds, you're like, what manner of message is this? Right. But it's a dimension of God. And watch this. Every voice in a generation announces a dimension of God. There is no voice that announces all the dimensions. None. Every voice, they might interface with almost all the dimensions, but the voice will project something. And I think my voice is to project the duality of the expressions of God, the wisdom of God or the power of God, and, and the power of God, not all, both of them. So we will think, but we'll also pray in the Holy Ghost. Then when we interpret the tongues, we'll have blueprints to work. Soak yourself in it. We've already read, read, uh, read Exodus 31. But let's go real quick to Second Chronicles chapter 26. I want to show you something really remarkable. Second Chronicles 26. I've cited this in passing and said, I'm going to show you this for so many weeks, so now let me show you. Help us, Lord. Now, all the people of Judah took Uzziah. How old was Uzziah? Second Chronicles 26. How old was Uzziah? 16. Many of us are now in our late 20s and mid, between mid, uh, late 20s, mid 20s to mid 30s. So for many of us, we're almost twice the age of Uzziah. Look at somebody say, see, I'm it. 
<laughs> I don't mean it like that. But just <laughs> Somebody say, charm don't spoil. I don't. How many of you remember one message I preached about Africa and how many Africans are not culturally backward? Do you remember in Skate City? And I said, to be born in Africa and remain an African will mean you will always be behind. Now, the only strategy you can have in this season is to have the intelligence of God. But by the intelligence of God, we'll reconfigure the templates so that you don't even need to be spiritual to thrive. Adam did not speak in tongues once as we know it now, yet he was the governor of the world. He named all the animals. There's nothing wrong with speaking in tongues. It's an essential technology in the spirit. But it's a technology in the spirit. All right. So we'll pray in tongues a lot. Amen. He was 16 years old and made him king. All people made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. And that was amazing after Amaziah. Verse 2. What did this 16-year-old guy do? He built Elaf and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Verse 3, in case you did not hear, he said it again, now what? Do you understand? How many times does the Bible repeat a statement? Please, can you pull your ear and say, Damilola, Uzziah was 16 years old. How long did he reign? 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jecoliah. Jecoliah. Let him have chest. Let him have boldness. Let him have bravery. Jecoliah. Let him be able to sorrow. It's okay. Jecoliah. You will lie, but you will not be a liar in the name of Jesus. And you will not be sleeping with Delilah. Somebody say, Lila. His mother's name was Jekyllah. <laughs> Can't ever remember that. <laughs> was Jekyllah of Jerusalem. Now, let's look at this verse 4. He begins to give us the real secret. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Pattern according to all that his father Amaziah had done. Verse 5, what did he do? He saw, yeah, 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 yeah. He did what? Sought God in the days of Zechariah. Who was Zechariah? The prophet. Who was Uzziah? So the prophetic does not negate the kingship. Both of them are supposed to work together. Zechariah the prophet, of whom we know very much. You know Zechariah in the Bible? who had understanding in the visions of God and as long as he sought the Lord who made him prosper listen to this people might not believe it but seeking God's face is a prosperity strategy people might not believe it but if you have not built a city don't argue with this because this 16-year-old who built a city, the Bible says, he sought the Lord 
And as long as it's... So when we say soak yourself in the revelation, part of that soaking is seeking. Part of the ways in which you soak is that you seek. You're entering realms and dimensions. Next verse, let's go on. There's a lot that this guy did. Now he went out. So he explained to you how did the kings of old be become prosperous. Wasn't that they were just in their house and people were like, ah, we like you, collect gold. We like you, collect silver. We like, no, they fought wars. He went out and made war against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath, the wall of Jabney, and the wall of Ashdod. And he built cities around Ashdod and among the Philistines. Continue real quick. God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians, who lived in Gerbal, and against Mayunites. Mayunites. <laughs> also, the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. So there's the dimension of prosperity where people bring stuff to you. But let me tell you what I know by experience. Most people don't bring stuff to you until you have conquered something by yourself first. Are you understanding this now? So I'm in my house, sitting jejally in my office in the house, and I'm speaking on Zoom to nations. And from that seat, people are paying me what many people run around to do. I, in one hour, what people run around to do in a whole month. Why? When you seek the Lord, you will know the seasons of your life and where you need to chokoje, sit still. And what battles you need to fight and who you need to intern with and where you need to volunteer and what seats you need to sow. He says as long as... So what happened after the broad tribute to him? His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt and he became... I prophesy over somebody's life. This will come to pass in your material existence. That your amen sounds a little lighter. I said that this will be your reality. You will conquer spaces. You will move and invade into new environments. Next verse real quick. I'm transitioning to the importation. Next verse real quick. He And Uzziah built towers in... Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the corner buttress of the wall, then he fortified them. Continue verse 10. He built towers in the desert. He dug many wells, for he had much livestock, both in the lowlands and in the plains. He also had farmers and vine dressers. In other words, he didn't just produce the natural resources, he had a production line. In the mountains and in the Carmel, and in Carmel, for he loved the soil. Go on real quick. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war. I prophesy that before the end of this year, somebody who has not seen themselves doing this, you will employ labor. You will be an employer of labor. For some of you, you will still have your nine to five, but you will start something that will empower other people. For some of you, you resign the 9 to 5 and you walk in a new dimension of productivity. How did they go to war? How did they go to war? Oh, some of you are not seeing this right now. How did they go to war? What's a company? What do you call a company now? You guys are not seeing it. When you're thinking company, you're thinking, uh, we have CAC document, we have ACC document, we have ACC condition. A company is an embodiment of skillful warriors who defeat enemies. Or in our case, you have a band of skillful employees who tackle a problem. 
in the Old Testament, they would defeat enemies. And based on the enemies that defeated, they got rewards. In the New Testament, you tackle a problem. And based on the problem you solve, you are rewarded. When you go to work tomorrow, don't go there as an employee. I'm just a day staff. I'm just a this one. Go there as a company. It is this thinking of salary earning that has held people down. I'm not saying it's a, it's a bad thing to earn a salary, but I'm saying you must always be productive beyond what your salary is giving is being given to you for. According to the number on their roll, including their what? Their payroll. Please start reading your Bible differently. Okay, let me ask you now. How, how does a company of fighting men benefit you now? You have buying God. Do you think he's talking about you buying God? No, he's talking about territories here. Number on their role as prepared by Jael, the scribe, and Messiah, Maaseiah, the officer, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. Real quick. The total number of chief officers of the mighty man of valor was 2,600. And under the authority was an army of this and that. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Then Uzziah prepared for them, for the entire army, shields, spears, helmets. Please, when you're thinking about this, don't think about, oh, fabrication. This is thousands of years ago. So by seeking the Lord, the Lord showed him how to build towers in deserts. The Lord showed him how to build cities in the camps of the enemy. The Lord showed him how to prepare shields, spears for tens of thousands of people. For you to make spears, you need iron. How did they mine iron thousands of years ago without drilling machines? Oh my. Is somebody ready for this? What's the thing that God said triggered this for Uzziah? What, what's the thing? He went to Harvard. Imperial, there's somebody here, you don't have a university degree, but if you will hold on to this remaining seasons of this impartation in the service, something will come out of you that will give jobs and give purpose and relevance to people who have graduated from the finest schools in the world. That amen does not sound expectant. I'm not making declarations like that yet. I'm doing that in beats, but I want to begin to pray in the spirit under your breath. As I'm listening, when I make a declaration, just shout amen. Verse 14, verse 14, verse 14. I want to see this. He made for them bows and slings to cast stones. Next verse. Next verse. And he made what? In... So when I say spirit of invention, I'm like, Peter just likes to be different. Your own must be different. I don't just do different by being different. I do different once I see it in the word. Invention is in the Bible. And the only thing that God credited the invention to was seeking his face. Before there was copyright commission. Before there was CSE. By the way, Rosemont can help you register your company, your business name. He invented 
Please watch this. He made devices. Now what does the Bible teach us? Paul says, for we are not what? Unaware of the devices of the devil. Do you know what has, what has led the church to? We are now playing on the defensive. Because all we do is that we attack the device of the enemy. But we are not producing our own devices. So we're used to being against, against, against. What are we for? What are we creating? What are we birthing? Because if you're always against, there will always be casualties before you wake up. Because if you walk, walk for a red cross, do you know what you're doing as red cross? You are coming after somebody has been negatively impacted. But God is saying, I didn't just put my blood on the cross for you to just be red cross. In other words, you should be Red Cross, but you should also be counterculture. You should be cross culture. You should be inventive. You should be creative. You should be ahead of the game. I proclaim concerning this house that we are going to spearhead a dimension of inventiveness, a dimension of creativity, a dimension of spearheading the glory of God. Invented by skillful men. I want to pray in just one minute. I'm still teaching, but one minute. Say, Lord, I open up every chamber of my life to the spirit of invention. Uzziah was 16. I wish I could get somebody that was really praying. Uzziah was 16. At 16, even David was not yet king. Don't hide under my prayers, pray. Remember last week, vent, vent, vent. Thirty more seconds, pray. I'm feeling the fire from the back. There's a new method of famine. There's a new method of designing apps. There's a new method of evangelism. The message will stay the same. But the method will be different. The strategy will be different. In Jesus' name we have prayed. He invented by skillful men to be. He made devices, contraptions, inventions. Invented by skillful men to be on the towers and the corners. Can somebody give me their Bible and amplify it? And the corners to shoot arrows. Arrows. What are arrows? Weapons that are for long range attacks. Many of us were used to fisticuffs. Close contact. Close battles. God says I'm looking for people who will embrace this so that they can deal with the enemy long before he gets close.
long before he gets close. This is essential of the same thing. This is amplified contemporary. Give me the original amplified. Right? And it said to shoot arrows and what? Large stones. So what happened? His fame spread far and wide. For he was. Can I just announce to somebody? When it is that the church prays about this thing. Right? When we pray about this scripture. Which one have you heard about? Marvelous. And what do we think that help is? We think, ah. God is sending somebody from the abroad, from the America. That's what we think. The help of God was not that. That is a secondary consequence. Because people, some people will help you because you are making it. So the first dimension of God's help is that he draws you to seek him. And then he opens up dimensions of thinking. Orientation. That's the help. The help is that he initiates you into secret wisdom. Into hidden secrets. So we're still going to pray. I wish I had enough time to look through it. But if you look at Joseph and if you look at Daniel, when there was a national problem, they said, you know what, just give me one night. Because the Bible says in Psalm 19, day by day utters speech, but night after night shows what? knowledge so night seasons are a cradle of wisdom oh my this is why many of us do midnight watch we're gonna pray in one minute father help me to seek you and to soak myself in you there's so many distractions but can you pray real quick a generation that is distracted by social media, distracted by hashtags, distracted by this one and that one. But can you pray? I wanted to cry out like Repacata, rapeco, reposate cala, e paso vesho, repaca, rapazataya. Somebody cry out, Lord, help me to seek you. David sought the face of God, and he was able to birth things, companies, structure, administrative processes. He was able to download psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Noah sought the face of the Lord, and he got the blueprint for an ark. Katosa, Isaiah saw the face of the Lord and he prophesied unto generations. Yes, Patosa, Repatatarasa. Lord, I will seek your face. David said, For when thou says, Seek my face, I said, Your face, oh God, will I seek her? Oh God, I don't want to be a fame seeker. Fame will seek the man who seeks God. Fame will seek the man who seeks God. Do you know how it happens? Because when you know God, you will know things worth knowing. And when you know things worth knowing, men worth knowing will seek to know you. Oh, Yabaza. When you know God, you will know things worth knowing. 
and when you know things worth knowing, man worth knowing will seek to know you. If I were you, I would pray louder and stronger than I would when I'm binding demons and casting them out. I will raise my hands and say, Lord, pour upon me a craving, a longing, a desire to seek your face. You, with you, is the fountain of life, the psalmist says. And your light will see light. Pray. Jodovo sobria tabasi, brugopolo brugopoli brugadula ba, zatevolo bolo bayaka, reposaka tobezi, je bruzapali ateboza, repakate lobo zombrugopoli, izoborakate lepazatava, reposa. Father, we will seek your face, we will seek your heart, we will seek your mind, we will seek you, O oh God. Yes, some of us will go to Harvard. Some of us will go to Imperial. Some of us will go to UCL, University of London. But we will go into God. We will go into UniGod, UniGod, into University of God, the University of the Spirit. We will explore the chambers of the divine. Who will hear the secret things of God? The Bible says, as for these four children, God gave them wisdom and skill and understanding in all manner of thoughts and subject matters. Daniel chapter 4, verse 17. is no waste of time as you're praying things are becoming clearer as you're praying your spirit man is being ventilated ladies the weave on the weave on you're wearing that was somebody's invention this is one of the reasons I don't joke with Uche's hair hairstyle how can you sell over a thousand pieces without mainstream media? You can't joke with that. There is something around that. Dami told me they've invested over some hundreds of thousands in their new business. They've broken even in six weeks. I said, open another one. There is something on that. Cry out. Cry out. Pray this for 90 more seconds to two minutes. Short take Take it seriously. Take it seriously. That piece of land sitting in the village that your mom bought 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Could that be your farm? Could that be a processing unit? Could that be? Lord Shatobazavadas. 
Brokatasi, Rugapolia, Ropokaya, Yeshubrabatala. Sorry, Daniel 117 that I read I quoted earlier. Proverbs 30, Proverbs 30, from verse 19. Proverbs 30, from verse 19. Proverbs 30, verse 19. From verse 18, actually says, There are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, for which I do not understand. Verse 19, what does it say? Shout it, shout it. Shout it, shout it. No, just the first line, the first line. Shout it, shout it. A wise man said, I don't understand it. One day the Lord began to illuminate my mind. I did a post on, on Instagram. Birds have no GPS, but they always find their way home. When you're on earth, right, and you miss your say, turn right, turn left. Where do birds turn? What signposts do they have? Who directs them? Are you understanding this? That means there's a programming system embedded. Now, the thing about the way of the eagle in the air is that you can never replicate it except you're an eagle yourself. I prophesy over your life. The next dimension of your life will make competition irrelevant. Oh, some of you don't understand what I just said. Some of you don't understand what I just said. See, let me tell you one of the areas in which God has given me this. Oh, somebody like this guy is too prophetic to be a consultant. But he's too much of a consultant to be prophetic. In other words, a prophetic consultant and a consulting prophet. It's a space that not many people play in. I prophesy that the Lord begins to locate you in a place that will make competition irrelevant. Somebody shout the way of the eagle. You're going to raise your hands up and cry to the next 60 minutes. Listen, we have looked at the word of God in Isaiah 43, right? That says, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Well, we have prophesied that, but what is the way of the eagle? Because you can mount up and be going up in circles. But there is a way of the eagle. You're going to cry out for the next 60 seconds. Show me the way of the eagle. Show me the way. Yeposakaya, a unique environment in which I am. It is 
the guidance of your spirit. Show me the way. The Bible says even a wise man does not understand it. That's why people say we don't understand how you do it. We don't know how you do it. We can't tell. But there is I, 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 I. Show me the way. The way of an eagle. Daniel knew the way of an eagle. That's why he was able to interpret dreams. Joseph knew the way of the eagle. Show me the way in my own flight. Everybody here, you have your own flight. My flight is the flight to raise kings, to raise kingdom influencers, to raise power brokers who will navigate effortlessly the wisdom and the power of God. That's my flight. What's your flight? What's your flight? technology what's your flight business what's your flight agriculture what's your flight making disciples in entertainment what's your flight relationships child care counseling what's your flight show me the way 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 Show me the way! On an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.